Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Abgenommen bedauert. the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Barrett Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Grand Larceny on Wheels. The Green Hornet strikes again. large car moved through the night along the state highway a few miles east of the city. The driver had the front seat to himself. One of the two men in the rear kept a close watch on the driver. The other sat half-turned so he could look out the rear window at the dimmed headlights of the car that followed. Is the other car still back of us, Dykeman? Yeah, about a quarter of a mile. Hey, Mr. Coleman, what's cooking? You don't know the plans, Eddie. It's time you were informed. Slow up. Hate to be spotted by the cops. This car's plenty hot. Eddie, do you see the bridge ahead of us? Yeah, sure. Stop on the bridge. On the bridge? You heard what the boss said. On the bridge. All right, all right. Who's arguing? Keep the motor running, Eddie. Okay, now what? Eddie, you've been one of the best men in my outfit. You know that, don't you? Oh, thanks, Mr. Coleman. You should have been satisfied with what I paid you. You were doing all right. Other cars stop right back of us, boss. Good. Well, now listen to me, Mr. Cohen. Give me a Say chance. Say that. I don't want to hear it. Go ahead, Dykeman. Let him have it. No, wait. I can right. explain it. Oh. Yeah. That did it. I hope he didn't leave a mark in his head. Had a chance, boss. Not with a sandbag. I get the front door open. Turn the wheels toward the side of the bridge before you put the car in gear. Yeah, I know, Mr. Coleman. All set to let her go? Yeah. Be sure you jump clear. There she goes! 
Mr. Reed's office. Who's calling Bruce Reed? No, he isn't in yet. Do you care to leave your name? Very well. Uh, wouldn't leave no name, eh, Casey? No, Axford. No name. You know, there's something interesting here in the last edition. The cops found Eddie Rick in a stolen car. I read that. Dead, wasn't he? Yeah, drowned. Went off the bridge on the post road. Did you know him? I knew who he was. You know, Casey, stealing cars is different than it was. Well, how's that? I got the dog from Burke over to cops' headquarters. Oh, it's a big racket, Casey. Burke and the cops know about it. Then why don't they stop it? Proof. That's what they need and don't have and can't get. The guy at the head of the racket is too smart. Don't tell me you know who heads the racket. All right. What? Well, you said not to tell you I know who heads the racket, so I won't. Oh, expert. Do you know? That I do. He's a slick termite by the name of Coleman. Crimp Coleman, they call him. He's got lawyers that know how to use the red tape of the law. Ah, the old red tape again. Ah, by golly, there was only some way I... Hey, Kate! Oh, no, no, Axford. Please don't have an idea. Listen, is that Hilton Dame still working here? Doris Hilton? Yes, she's in the city room. I promised her that sometime you'll let her help me on the story. Maybe this is it. Hey, now, wait a minute. You'd better ask Mr. Reed before you make any plans. Where's he at? It's a civic club. He's having lunch with the police commissioner. I can't wait. This is too good to keep. Let's get to the point, Commissioner. You had a reason for asking me to meet you for lunch. Well, yes, I did, Reed. What's the trouble? Need a little publicity to build up your ego? <laughs> Not exactly. But I may want some cooperation for your newspaper. Britt, Oliver Perry's back in town. That inflated egotist. I know you don't like him, Britt, but he is a brilliant detective. He's a windback. Oh, wait, wait. For a long time, the Green Hornets had us chasing in circles. What does Oliver Perry propose to do about that? He spent a lot of time and his own money preparing a trap for the Hornet. Well, that's interesting. What are his plans? I can't divulge them just yet, Britt, but take my word for it, they're good. What do you want me to do? Nothing right now. I would, however, like your assurance that you'll not use your paper to ridicule Perry. I know your personal feelings. If the Daily Sentinel can serve justice, I'll not let my personal feelings interfere. Good. That's a promise. But, um, why don't you ask this mastermind to do something worthwhile and get evidence to smash Crimp Coleman? Britt uh, did that very thing. Perry came here a few days ago, and I asked him to investigate Coleman. Did he get proof that Coleman's the head of a gang of car thieves? No. Did he confirm the fact that Coleman has the stolen cars brought to his garage where the appearance is altered? No, he didn't. Did he tie the Coleman chain into a used car lot where the stolen cars are sold? Britt, those are mere suppositions based on what your reporters tell you. Oliver Perry has decided that Coleman's on the level. Coleman's a crook. And Perry's a bungler. Commissioner, did you know Eddie Rick? Well, the chap who drove in the river near Post Road? Yes. I didn't know him personally, no. Well, I did. He used to travel with the gang. And he reformed and went straight. He joined the army and made a swell record. he came come out and then... Then he went to work for Kremp Coleman. Oh, he's dead. Yes, but the evidence... Eddie Rick was murdered. The evidence showed that he lost control of the car. 
A stolen car at that. He didn't lose control of that car. I tell you, he was murdered. If Oliver Perry can prove that, I'll put his picture on page one of the Sentinel. Just do like I said when we get to Crim Coleman's house. You got it, Miss Hilton? I'll try, Mr. Axford. I'll try very hard. I do want to make good. I think your plan's just wonderful. Uh, they call me the man of action. By God, when there ain't no news, I go out and make some. Hey, let's go! Uh, wonder why everybody's honking a horn. Maybe they want you to move. The lights change. Huh? Oh, oh, golly, so it has. Here we go. Hang on! Krim, did you see this copy of the Sentinel? Yeah, I saw it. The police think Eddie Rick died by accident. Hmm. The boys in my outfit know different. Give me a cigarette, will you? Yeah. They don't teach him it doesn't pay to hold out cash on Krim Coleman. All right? Yeah. Here. But, uh, Krim, you, uh, you never had to go as far as murder. I don't like it. You don't have to like it, Muriel. You just keep out of my business and we'll get along swell. I'm scared, Krim. Someday you'll make a slip. Then they'll have your neck in a noose. <laughs> Don't worry about my neck, honey. I'll take good care of it. It's the only neck in the world that means more to me than yours. Oh. Just so we understand each other, I want you to know that I'd put your neck in a noose to save my own. Nice, loving husband. Nice and loving. As long as there's no double cross. You get it, sugar? Yeah, I get it. What's the matter with you? Just the doorbell. Oh, I am getting the jitters. Stay where you are. I'll see who it is. Coming. Yeah? Mrs. Coleman, I came here as the wife of Eddie Rick. May I speak to you? What about? Eddie was killed last night. That's tough, but why come to me? He worked for your husband. At the garage? No, not at the garage. He was in the gang. You know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. What gang are you talking about? Oh, look, Mrs. Coleman, I'm in on the know. Eddie didn't keep things to himself. He had a hunch that he might get rubbed out. Maybe he deserved it. I don't question that. You're your this girl. Oh, Mr. Coleman, I'm glad you're here. Eddie left me flat broke. I need uh, to... Crimp, you I... didn't hire anyone named Eddie Rick. Right. I know you didn't. You see, kid, you've made a mistake. Oh, I doubt it. I'm sure I that... said you made a mistake. Goodbye, Mrs. Rick. Who was she, Muriel? What did she want? She wanted to confirm a few suspicions, that's all. Crimp, the working press is trying to peg you. <laughs> oh, the kid looked all right to me. Yeah? Well, look out the window. She's getting into a car. See who's driving? What? Mike Axford. He used to be a headquarters dick. Sure he did. Now he's working for the Daily Sentinel. <laughs> that little tomato thought she'd pull a fast one. I knew she was a phony as soon as she tried to pose as Eddie Rick's wife. Well, I got a hand it to you, Muriel. How did you know it? A little fool. She'd read her own newspaper. Miss Rick's picture was on page five, and she's in Florida.
Miss Hilton. I saw the picture of Mrs. Rick while you were at the door. I knew we'd made a mistake. Well, anyway, Mr. Axford, it was a good idea. Even if it didn't work out as we hoped. We learned one thing, by golly. What's that? Mrs. Coleman is mighty smart. She knows how to cover for her husband. Golly, that car went by us in a hurry. What's the matter with that guy? Suffered snake. What's the matter? Hold your seat. I got to get that car. No, wait. Did you see it? Did you see the shape of that car? Look at it up there ahead of us. It's a new model. What about it? Hang on. If I catch that car, you'll get a story of a lifetime. Stop waving that gun around. What's the matter with you? Don't you know who we're chasing? No, and I don't care. Actually, there's a cop chasing us. So what? That's the car of the Green Hornet. That does it. Let me out. Let me out or I'll jump. I don't want to tangle with the Green Hornet. $25,000 reward. Oh, Connie. Here, Judy. Slide over this way and take the steering wheel. No, no, hey, no. Don't be smash up. I'm letting it go. Come back here. i got to get out in the running board. If we get alongside, I'll hop to the Green Hornet's car and get the gun on that spot here. Stop trying to be an acrobat. You got the wheel? I, I guess so. Keep your foot on the gas. Pull up alongside that car. Go up on the right-hand side. Axford, be careful. Keep your eyes ahead. Don't watch what I'm doing. I wish I were out of this. I got you. Pull up and I'll start shooting. Pull up there. Come back to your spot, King. Pull out of there and I'll pull you. Don't play no monkey, Johnny. Just stop and keep your hands on the wheel or I'd the living daylight out of you. Hey, got him, Johnny. Signal the cops. They're right here. Come on, you crook. Holy cow. Mr. Axford. Hey, you, Jughead. What's the idea of driving like a P-40? He's captured the Green Hornet. Huh? Officer, help him. Axford, what are you trying to do? What's the big idea, Axford? No, wait. I thought I had the Green Hornet, Tony. Dave. It's Oliver Perry. Put that gun away before you get hurt. Perry? By golly, maybe I didn't make a mistake at that. Maybe you are the Green Hornet. Axford, are you nuts? Not by a jumpful. That car that Perry is driving is the car of the Green Hornet. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. blocks by Michael Axford's car, the police car that had chased it, and the car that Axford had pursued in the belief that it was the sleek black car of the Green Hornet. Axford was surprised to find Oliver Perry at the wheel. Axford, you must be a cretin. I'm a what? A moron, an incomplete. Now get off my running board and let me proceed. Not so fast, Oliver Perry. Where'd you get this car? And how? I bought it, you fathead. Bought it and paid for it. I had it custom made. Looks like the Harlan's car. Well, it's not. The commissioner had a two-way radio installed for Mr. Perry. The officer's right. I was just driving around to test the installation. Oh, golly. I thought he had something. If you'd brushed a fender with that fugitive from the scrap pile that you're driving, you'd have had a lawsuit. Right here, Oh, golly. Hey, where did Miss Hilton go? She said she'd walk back to the office. Oh, no, that's a shame. I wonder if my driving makes her nervous. Hey, Cassie! Oh, hello, Reed. I'm glad you're here. Hello, Axman. Did you prove anything on Crimp Coleman? Reed, I spotted the car with the Green Harlot. You what? I took after it and ran it down. Only it wasn't the Green Harlot's car. It was a special job that looked something like the Harlot's. It sure had me fooled. And Reed... Oliver Perry was driving it. He was? It's his car. 
He had a special maid. So that's it. That's what? Well, the commissioner said that Perry had something special that he hoped to use in catching the Green Hornet. That he must have meant that car. That that had better be careful. Maybe the Hornet won't like it for him to have a car like that. Commissioner, I'm surprised that you let Axford carry a gun. Oh, he's reliable, Perry. He's had a permit to carry the weapon ever since he was on the fours. I suppose he'll tell everyone that my new car resembles that one the Green Hornet uses. Well, he probably will. As a matter of fact, Commissioner, I want it known that my car is like the Hornet's, at least in appearance. You want it known? Yes. You see, my studies indicate that the Hornet is proud of his car. He'll not want another one to resemble it. I think I can bring him out of hiding. After questioning Axford at great length, Britt Reed spent the rest of the day in deep thought. That evening, after Axford had gone to visit friends in police headquarters, the young publisher called Cato. I think I have a plan, Cato. Yes, Mr. Britt? Maybe we can teach Oliver Perry a lesson. And at the same time, smash Crimp Coleman. Was that good? According to Axford, Mrs. Coleman knows all about Crimp's rackets. I'm going to count heavily on that. Green Hornet is to move? Yes. Get the mask and weapon and come on. What is first move to be, Mr. Britt? We'll stop near Coleman's home and make a phone call. I want him to think his garage is calling. She's in Florida. Well, that's what we thought. Maybe you'd better come to the garage. Hey, is there a small, dark-haired tomato there? Is she snooping around there as Rick's wife? You better talk to her yourself. Keep her there. I'll be right over. Well, that girl's at the garage. What's she trying to prove? I don't know, Muriel, but I'm going to find out. I'll be home as soon as possible. should have asked Crimp to bring some home. What the... Skip the cigarette. Oh, the Green Hornet. I want to see Crimp Coleman. Where is he? he? He's gone out. Gone to the garage. I don't want to see him when he's with his gang. I'll stick around the neighborhood till he gets home. No. No, please. Don't hurt Crimp. He's That'll be done. up to him. It'll be all right if he plays my game. Now stand still. What are you going to do? Please don't tie me up. Sorry, but if I don't tie him, you'll phone and warn him. I promise I won't. Let me go. You can't get away with this. You wait. My husband will deal with you. Out of there. I guess that'll hold you. You. Don't struggle, Mrs. Coleman. Merely hurt your wrists. Now to call Oliver Perry. Get going, kiddo. Hello, 
Thanks for your interest. <laughs> what are you grinning about there? Commissioner, I've been told that I can smash a racket by parking my new car in front of the Coleman home and watching developments. You're not going, are you? Certainly. I'll be the bait in my own trap. This is just what I expected the Horner to do. Obviously, the call came from him. You have men in squad cars nearby. Have them tuned to my transmitter, ready to close in at the signal. We'll get the Green Hornet. Uh, I wonder. Don't worry, Commissioner. I've applied psychology to the Green Hornet. He's reacting just as I hoped. Be careful that he doesn't apply psychology to you. Muriel Coleman struggled frantically after the Green Hornet had left. She managed to stretch the rope and free her hands. Then she called the garage to warn her husband. All right, Muriel. Stay there and sit tight. What's up, boss? A hornet's been at my place. He's waiting there. A green hornet? Holy smokes. Logan, Pete, come on. What's the hornet want? I don't know, but he's waiting near the house. We'll take this car. Fine, in, you guys. Hey, fellas, green hornet's near the boss's house. Yeah, maybe he's the one who made the phony call about a dame being here. Maybe that was to get you out of your house. The hornet wanted to see the boss. Why did he fake a call to get him away from the house? Hey, boss, do you think you're going to pull a double cross? She knows better. Maybe she's fed up with the racket. I never she knows her. better than to try a double cross on me. She knows her life wouldn't be worth a dime. I'll get going. Dykeman drove with Coleman at his side and three armed men in the rear seat. They went past the racketeer's home to observe the low-slung car that was parked at the curb. I bet that's the Hornet's car. Yeah. Heard about his car, and that looks like it. Yeah, it was too dark to tell if the guy at the wheel wore a mask. Go around the block, Dykeman, and pull up alongside that car. You guys in back know what to do. Be sure you work fast. Oliver Perry, seated at the wheel of a parked car, was in constant radio communication with the police cars that cruised in the neighborhood. Another car has just turned into this block. The headlights are similar to those of the machine I described a moment ago. Coming down the street. Might be the same machine. The occupants are outlined against the street lamp at the corner. Seem to be four or five of them. I think it is the same machine. Boys, you better close in. I don't like the looks of this. It is the same. Stop alongside. Ben are leaping out. Go through it. Grab that guy. Boys, come quickly. Hurry. Yeah, we want you. No, no. Go. 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 Up 
Catherine Snagsfield. What are you doing in the city room? Well, Gunnigan phoned as soon as he heard from you. I came over to get the latest on Coleman. Oh, God, it is. Oliver Perry had a call that he thinks came from the harness. He went to Coleman's house, thinking to trap the harness. He had cops all over the neighborhood. Yes? Then Coleman got a call from his wife, saying that the harness was around. Coleman goes with his gang to get the harness. Instead, he cracks down on Perry. Coleman captured Oliver Perry? No, but he slugged him. Then the cops closed in. Oh, golly, Perry is sore. Did you get a quote from him? Oh, nothing we could print. But he's going to see Coleman get all this cover to him for assault and battery. Oh, how about a quote from Coleman? Well, he's pretty sore, too. He thinks his wife framed him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Bert. Hi, Bert. Hey, Reed. Look who Bert has with him. Who is she? That's Muriel Coleman, Crimp's wife. Hey, Gunnigan. Yeah, boy. Get a photographer. Hi. Hey, Mr. Reed. This is Mrs. Coleman. Well, how do you do? Hello. Bert got special permission to bring me here, Mr. Reed. She came into headquarters and squealed on the whole Coleman gang. Turned state's evidence. Holy cow. Crimp's dead sure I double-crossed him. Daddy'll kill me if he ever gets out of jail. So she fixed it for him to stay in jail. You see, there's no bail on a murder charge. Murder? She gave us proof that Coleman killed two guys and was involved in the murder of Eddie Rick. I told the law how Crimp fixed the phony alibi. Murray tossed a murder gun registered in his name into a crimp. Don't bother with details, Mrs. Coleman. Take my word for it, Mr. Reed. She's told enough to put Crimp in the chair. That ain't all. Not all. She told about some parts that had been put in a stone car we fished in the river. With what she gave us, we can prove that the car came from Coleman's garage. We can smash the ring of car thieves and fry Coleman and some of his gang. But, Mrs. Coleman, won't you be held as an accessory after the fact? Probably. But I'd rather take my chance in court with Crimp in the pokies and run the risk of having him out on bail. Besides, the right lawyer can do a lot to help me. Unquestionably. That's why I asked him to let Bert bring me here. I'll need cash for a lawyer. Got a whale of a story. How would you like to buy it exclusive for your paper? Mm. We'll make a deal. Good. And, Burke, when you see Oliver Perry, you might as well tell him I'm putting his picture on page one. After all, he had a hand in smashing the rackets and Coleman. That reminds me, Mr. Reed. He says to tell you he's getting his car remodeled so it looks ordinary. Oh? <laughs> he says if Crimp Coleman can crack his head with cops on all sides... He may be better not take a chance on what the Green Hornet would do. dramas created by George W. Trentle are a copyrighted feature of The Green Hornet, Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach. The Green Hornet.
adventurer, not one cent for tribute. The events and characters depicted in this drama are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Is that the gas station on the next corner, Kruger? Not that one, Sully. Get to see how much he's charging for gas? That was okay. What we want is on the next corner. Which way? Turn left. There's the place. Here it goes! trouble with that guy. Not now, Fago. Drink up, boys. You sure the bomb did a good job? I was watching through the rearview mirror, Slago. Kroger tossed that pineapple right into the middle of the gas pump. Don't worry, boss. You can pick up what's left of the place with an eyedropper. That's fine. From now on, he'll pay protection to O along with the rest. You've got a sweet racket, Slago. Sure. Every gas station in the city is kicking in. They're paying for protection, Sally. I make sure nothing happens to them. And if they don't pay... They run into trouble like tonight. You were careful not to let anyone see you? We went by too fast, Wash. Yeah, we used a stolen car. This is a couple of blocks further on. The only guy that has an idea of us is the guy we bombed. Catch him talking. Besides, he don't know for sure. Or he's got a suspicion. Right. A guy who's scared don't make a good witness. You need more than suspicions for proof. You said it, boss. As for the police... They can't prove a thing when they ain't got witnesses. Miss Chase, get the district attorney on the phone for me. Have Lowry here when I'm through talking. Yes, Mr. Reed. Have it up. Oh, it looks like a three-alarm fire the way he's burning up. Sally, get the district attorney on the wire. And tell Lowry to stop cutting out paper dolls and come in here on the double. Mr. Reed's in a hurry. And I do mean hurry. I wonder what it is this time. Last week he was turning out scorching editorials on dangerous drivers and how they were a menace on the city street. Yes, Mr. Reed? Get me all the information we have on the recent gas station accident. And bring it to me as soon as you get it. Or is that the district attorney? Mr. Reed's office? Just a moment. Yes, Mr. Reed, it's the district attorney. I'll switch him on your wire. have the board. Don't tell me, Casey. The boss is going to make me the Lovelorn editor. You'd do better at a rape track, Lowry. Hello, Morg? Morg? Did somebody die? Not that, Morg, silly. The place where we keep all the back copies of the Sentinel. Oh, no, Casey. You're kidding me. If there's any information he wants, I have it at my fingertips. Listen, Miss Case. Mr. Reed wants all the information you have about recent gas station accidents. That's it, huh? I don't care how you get them. Well, check with the police. Go through your back copies. Casey, that last gas station that was blown up was a shambles. Wrecked pumps, gasoline. I never saw such a mess. It doesn't take a reporter to see that. Do I detect a note of sarcasm in that last crash? You do. Honestly, Lowry, it's an open secret who's back of all these bombings and fires. Really? Legal, that's who. Tell me something I don't know, Casey. Then why don't your stories say so? Listen, Casey. Sure, Slagel controls the gas stations in this town. He's got a protection racket that brings in a cent on every gallon. Then why don't but you... But the Sentinel can't print that. There's no proof. We'd be sued from here to Christmas. Uh, my idea of heaven would be someplace where a newspaper can print what everybody knows is true, even though it can't 
deep pool. Yeah, but this place isn't heaven. Not all flagellants here. Well, maybe the district attorney can do something. I've been talking to him all I just finished. Did you have anything, Mr. Reed? Not a thing, Miss Case. How about that last bombing, boss? Yeah, it's the same story all over again, Laura. Suspicions with no proof. Even the owner of that gas station refuses to talk. And meanwhile, that snake Slagle keeps raking in all the cash he can get his grabbing hands on. There's one consolation, Mr. Reed. Yeah, Casey? None that I know of, Miss Case. Well, what I mean is, Slagle's only taking money from gas stations. Well? One cent difference in the price of gasoline isn't going to affect people so much. Miss Case, you're making the same mistake that others do. The price of gasoline is as important as any other. But suppose Slagle's lack of a meat and vegetable market. Well, people wouldn't be able to get the right kind or amount of food. Now, you can't compare... It's practically the same thing. Keep your ears open, Casey. Here's where you get a lesson in simple economics. Meat and vegetable markets use trucks in their business. Yes. They have to pay the same higher price for gasoline the Slagle forces from everyone else. But a cent a gallon... Well, that adds up. If they spend more for gasoline, they have to make it up somewhere else. In other words, if their expenses go up, they have to charge the public more for the food they're selling. You'll hit it, boss, and the same goes for every family that uses a car. Exactly. Every cent they have to spend for gas means one cent less to buy milk and eggs and fresh vegetables for the family table. Of course. I didn't stop to think. More people did think, Miss Case. Racketeers like Slagle would never get started. Mm, too late for that now. Slagle's got the gas station tied up tighter than Houdini. Well, that's why I called you. We're going after every one of those gasoline dealers. Why, boys? If we can find one man who'll act as witness against Slagle, that's all the district attorney will need. They're sending the names up from the morgue, Mr. Reed. Go after them, Laurie. Take Clicker Benny with you. Okay. We ought to be able to convince somebody that he's smart to act as witness. Laurie and Clicker Benny made the rounds of the gas stations which had recently had accidents, but their search was fruitless. They could find no one who would consent to appear against that Slagle. They approached a gas station run by a man named Jennings. Larry said, well, We're not having much luck, Licker. Everybody gives us the same story. I can't blame them exactly, Larry. How would you like it if something happened to your family? I haven't got a family. Yeah, but most of these gas station operators have. Besides, they can't help much. They say they can't, but I know it they... It may be true. Apparently, Bat Slagle is pretty careful about making sure there's no actual evidence against him. Benny, all these accidents can't have just happened. Slagle's responsible, all right. There's no doubt about that. Only all the victims claim they saw nobody, heard nothing, and know nothing. I still say they're scared. How about this guy here? What's his name? Jennings. Okay, watch me work. It'd be about time. Nothing's worked so far. He's not here. Must be inside the station. Yes, sir. You want some gas? Mr. Jennings? That's right. If I didn't hear you, I was busy checking over the business I've been doing. How is business? Could be better. Who wants to know? Paying one cent tribute and every gallon to Slagle cuts into the province, doesn't it? Listen, mister, are you here to buy gasoline or what? Hold on, Mr. Jennings. We don't mean to be rude. If you want gas, I'll sell it. If you don't, clear out. You don't understand. We're from the Daily Sentinel. Sure. He does the reporting and I take the pictures. How would you like your picture in the papers, Mr. Jennings? My picture? Yeah, the Sentinel's running a series on gas station operators. We want to tell our... Hey, don't get me. How about some of our... Le- huh? You heard what I said. You ain't fooling me with that serious stuff. You hear about Bat Slagle, ain't you? Nice work, Lowry. Okay, Jennings. I won't stall. How about it? You know plenty about the way Slagle works. Me? Not a thing. I suppose Slagle didn't wreck your place last month. Where'd you get that idea? It, it was an accident. The gas tank exploded. Oh, Mr. Jennings, don't hold out on us. Come on, Jennings. You know it was Slagle. Hand it on him and you'll be a hero. Yeah, I'd rather be alive. But I guess it wouldn't do any good anyway. I didn't see nothing. You were here when it happened, weren't you? Sure, but I didn't see anybody. I said it was an accident. See, an accident. Just like the rest of them. Afraid to talk. Listen, you. Take a tip and get out of here before I get mad. <laughs> Looks to me as if all of you are yellow. I'm warning you to get out. Letting Slagle make monkeys of you. Yellow as a chrysanthemum. Are you? Oh. 
Uh-oh. Now, get out and stay out. Don't come around again looking for a story. You'll get another poke in the jaw. Tell me, Laura, the only result of sending you and Miss Binney out is that bruise on your chin. Oh, the big jellyfish smacked me when I wasn't looking. Doesn't sound much like a jellyfish to me. Not this fellow, Mr. Reed. He was mad. I mean about Slagle, Mr. Reed. They were all jellyfish. Even the guy who socked me wouldn't open his mouth about Slagle. Compared to them, Glenn could talk your ear off. Laura, I don't quite approve of your tactics in questioning this man Jennings. I couldn't help it, boss. By the time I got around to him, I was fit to be tied. Reporters are supposed to go out for facts, not fights. On the level, boss. I tried being polite. Yeah? You know Lowry, Mr. Reed. If he can't get facts one way, he uses another. Whether any of them has something on Slagle or not, I don't know. All I know is they won't talk. Mr. Benny, you've been trying to conceal a grin ever since, Lowry, you came in here. Me? Did you snap a picture of Jennings hitting Lowry? Uh, huh? Well, I, uh... My camera was handy, and I just took it. Licker, you double-dealing little... Give me that camera. Hey, can't a girl take a few shots for a private collection? Let go, you bastard. Hold on, both of you. It'll ruin me, boss. Licker, show that print all around the city room. You said it. I'll have it enlarged, too. Licker, I'll buy that picture from you. How much? I never mind that. Rush the film to the darkroom, Miss Benny. That shot is going on page one. As long as she doesn't... What? You're going to publish it? Why, boss? Why? With a caption under it reading... This man is not afraid of hitting a reporter. Why is he afraid to talk about Slagle? Wow! I've been waiting for a chance like this all my life! Uh, why don't that newspaper mind its own business? Put my picture on the front page. Now, Jim. But I say know very well why I won't talk. Perhaps you should tell what you know about Slagle. And have his mob do another job on my gas station? Or come over here after you and... And Timmy... Not a chance. Slagle wouldn't do that. Sure he would. Besides, I can't prove it was Slagle had my place bombed. He's too slick for that. So we go on paying. Yeah. You know, that reminds me. Slagle collectors do here pretty soon. The money ready? Yes, in the envelope. If you didn't see this picture in the sentinel, I'd better have it for him on the line. The doorbell. Is that him? It's a little early, but... You stay here, Alice. I'll see him in the hallway. Be careful, Jim. Don't worry, honey. Gosh, I wish there was something I could do without making things better for Alice and the kid. Inside, Jennings. Hey, what? Man, get it back. That gun. I know you. You're the green one. That's exactly right. Whatever you come for, why don't you not get in it, see? Jim, you forgot the money. Bring it here. Why, you dirt. I could give you a shot of gas and take it anyway, Jennings. Please, Jim, do what he says. Here. Here it is. That's better. I do it for Slagle, Hornet. It was for Slagle, but not anymore. But that's all we have. The Slagle collectors do any minute. That's too bad. The Green Hornet got here first. You can't. What do we tell him? Tell him anything. This cash goes with me. No, Jim. Now, let me go. Get up. Green Hornet, huh? Don't give up. I won't thank you. It's too late. There he goes. But Jennings was wrong. The Green Hornet had no intention of leaving. The car pulled away. Retreat spoke to Cato, the only living man to know him as the Green Hornet. Double back around the block. I want to be there when Slagle's collector arrives. Yes, Mr. Green. I'll be there when he does. You wait for me in the car. Short time later, Slagle's collector arrived at Jennings' home. He refused to believe Jennings' story. Stop stalling, Jennings. Where's that door? I tell you, the green horn that took it. Don't make me laugh. The horn wouldn't bother with 20 bucks. The truth. My husband left the money in the other room when he came to the door before I... I thought it was you calling, so I brought the money out to him. And the hornet grabbed it. I expect you to believe that. You got that dough hid someplace. The other room, I'll bet. Go ahead. 
hurt you if you want it. You won't find it in there. Oh, I won't, huh? Oh, you call this, you dumbhead. Write in the table and seal with my name on it. Oh, that bluff's so easy. I wouldn't even look in here, eh? I swear it wasn't true. You're getting too big for your hat, Jennings, since that picture got in the papers. When I tell Slagle about this, he'll whittle you down plenty. Outside the window, a tall masked figure listened to Kruger's outburst and then moved away silently. Step number one in my plan to uncover Slagle's racket. Now, if only everything moves along as smoothly as it's been going so far, the Green Hornet is going to have a busy night. And that means a busy night for Bat Slagle as well. Slagle and his whole crooked outfit. Chris Reed found that Bat Slagle, a racketeer, had every gas station in the city paying him a cent a gallon on gasoline as tribute. By intimidation, violence, and every force at his command, Slagle was making his victims keep silent. Assuming the role of the Green Hornet in an attempt to smash Slagle's racket, Beth Reed made it appear that the most courageous of Slagle's victims had attempted to withhold his weekly payment of protection money from Slagle's henchmen. Following Beth Reed's instructions, Cato had the Black Beauty waiting in an alley near Jennings' house. Slide over, Cato. I'll take the wheel. Very well, Smith. Did the plan work, Mr. Bates? So far, the plan is going fine, Neil. I doubled back and tossed the collection envelope into the open window. Slagle's collection thinks Jennings is trying to pull a bluff. He's on his way to Slagle now. Who's over there? The Black Beauty will get up to Slagle's place twice as fast as he can make it. Cato, the Green Hornet is going to be in that office when Slagle's collector arrives. about time you showed up, Kruger. Got the door from Jennings? Yeah, there it is. He imagine that guy, Pat. He tried to stall. Jennings? Yeah, Jennings. Uh, what do you mean? Here's the dough. He said he didn't have it. Tried to tell me the Green Hornet had swiped this dough. The Green Hornet? That's a lie. And all the time is right in the next room. Wasn't even hit. Tried to bluff you, huh? <laughs> didn't work. You ought to take him down a peg anyhow, Pat. If any one of them guys gives us trouble, it'll be him all right. Not if you show him who's boss, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Kruger, from now on, Jennings is going to have to pay two cents on every gallon instead of one. Twice as much? That'll teach him to try and act up with me. Now, let's count this dough just to make sure. Okay, Ben. It's getting late. Feels like more than 20. Hey, Slager, look at this. What? Jenny stripped this. Instead of real gold, this envelope a chuck full of plain paper. What? Why that? Let me see. even used heavy paper so it would sound like the real thing when I felt the envelope. Oh, well, the envelope was sealed, Beth. I didn't think he would try a stunt like this. He won't no more. Jennings thinks he can fool around with me, huh? Let me handle him, Bat. Nick, you might come back like you did this time. Besides, this job's more down Zelly's alley. Zelly? Yeah, that's right. Stay on this end. You're going to do a job tonight, Zelly. I got it all figured. And here's what you're going to do. Hidden in the shadows where he'd been since before Kruger's arrival, the Green Hornet listened to Slagle's conversation. Then Miss Slagle finished talking. That's the idea, Zelly. And make sure nothing goes wrong. I want Jennings to know he can't play around with my outfit. Well, that's your scheme, huh? Who the devil's that? It won't work, Slagle. You're a mask. It's, it's the green horn. Oh, over next to each other. Got a rod, eh? I heard about that gun, boss. We ain't got bullets. Only gas. Oh, gas, huh? And only one gun. I can't knock the table over. That won't help. Get him from behind, Kruger. He can't shoot both ways. Okay, Bat. Uh, take his gas. <laughs> 
Get him, Kruger. I know I cut you out. <laughs> More. Who else? <laughs> yes, people <from> behind. <laughs> I was waiting. They didn't see me. Good work. One from each side at the same time is a little hard to handle. They almost had me. What do we do now? Well, first, we make sure these two rats are unconscious. And they're completely out. Can you fix them up so they'll stay that way until four in the morning? Four in the morning? That's the time when Slagle told Zully to do that job. If we're going to trap these rats, we'll need every minute in between. Jim, we ought to be going to bed at that to twelve. Well, you go ahead, honey. I ain't sleepy. All right. Don't be long. Good night, sir. Night, honey. Taking plenty out of me to be paying off to Slagle. He's going to make it any tougher when I might as well quit. And that reporter. Why did I suck him in the first place? I certainly must have looked yellow to him. Gosh, if I did have any dope on Slagle's ragged, I would call that reporter. That's a good idea, Jenny. Oh, it's you again. What do you want now? I'm your friend. You put me in a spot with Slagle. For one purpose. To take care of Slagle. It don't make sense. First you swipe that dough, then you bring it back so Slagle's collector can find it. Exactly. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be worried about what Slagle's going to do. Plenty. I don't need a guy in a mask to tell me that. Jennings, I'm going to help you stop him. You? You don't believe me? I've heard plenty about you, Hornet, and none of it good. Perhaps this will convince you. It's money. Dollar bills. Look at them. Where is it? The money I get to Slagle's collector. What he took was nothing but strips of paper. I had this money with me from the first. I can't figure you, Hornet. Don't try to. But the whole thing's screwy. Money? Slagle? Jennings, I want to get Slagle as much as you do. Yeah, I guess this proves it. But how can you get Slagle when nobody's got the goods on him? Be at your gas station at four this morning. But it's closed. I closed it up at twelve and my help relief. Never mind that. Call the cops, too. Call this, uh, this reporter if you want to. Be there and watch what happens. Jennings followed the suggestion given him by the Green Hornet. He called the office of the Daily Sentinel and asked for Lowry. I want to talk to a reporter named Lowry. Yeah, this is Lowry speaking. Who wants me? This is Jennings. Jennings? Yeah, I'm the guy that runs that gas station. Oh, you. Well, listen, Jennings. If you want to take another poke at me for getting that picture in the Sentinel, you can forget it. I didn't want that picture released either. Well, you don't get it, Lowry. I'm calling about something else. Here's a tip for you. Be at my gas station around 4 o'clock. What for? Green Hornet? You mean he's in on this? Will you be there? Will I be there? Try and keep me away. Wow, talk about a scoop. So a Slagle mob her up to something. Hello, hello. <coughs> Listen, get me quicker, Benny. Show her on the phone. How else? I don't know where she is. Try every place. Try her home. Try the movie around the corner. Try any place but get her. No, it isn't personal. It's business. I got inside information that the Green Hornet's going to bust Slagle's gang wide open. Here we are, Cato. Jennings gas station. Yeah, it's deserted, all right. The problem now is how to get in. I look like 
Let's see if the window's open. I'll try the door. Uh, the door's locked. It's not very strong. It'd be easy to force it open, but I'd rather not. No need to damage property. I found the window, Inspector. It's locked, but there's a hole in the window pane. Good, Cato. There's a hole in the window pane. We'll be able to unlock it and get inside without any trouble. Yeah, it is. Uh, if I can reach the catch. Probably this window was broken the last time Slagle had Jennings' place bombed. And Jennings didn't have enough money to repair it. Feel the wind to catch now. You have Spiegel and Kruger, Cato? Yes, sir. I'll go in through this window and open the door. And we'll bring the two of them in and put them right where Zelly will find them. Yes, sir. They are still unconscious. Working carefully and hurriedly, Bit Reed opened the door. Together, he and Cato carried the unconscious racketeers into Jennings' gas station. They moved in almost total darkness. You never think to look at Spiegel that he weighs so much, Cato. Heavy. Be careful that chair. Put him down here next to Kruger. The two of them side by side where Zelly can find them. Yes, sir. We'll leave the door unlocked so that Zelly can get in without any delay. Time for us to leave. We're not staying. We can't afford to stay here. It's too risky. But we'll be near enough to check if anything goes wrong. Will Slagle and Kruger recover soon? Positive. They'll wake up in a little while now. Fine. I may be wrong, but Slagle's have to be overconfident. He'll try to play out his hand in spite of everything. And that will mean his finish. Come on, Cato. <laughs> A short while after Britt Reed and Cato left, the two racketeers stirred. Slagle sat up. What happened? Where? Dark. Uh, Hornet. Yes. Who's that? Kruger. That you? Yes. Hornet did it. Couldn't get him. Kruger. Kruger, wake up. Huh? Oh, Slagle. Well, where are we? Kruger, it was that blasted green hornet. I remember now. He gassed us in my office. Snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah, your office. That's where we must be now. He snapped off the lights and left us. Sure, that's it. Got scared to the powder. <laughs> now we'll find the light switch and then... Slagle. This ain't your office. No. No, it ain't. Then where the devil are Look they? out the window. Look at them gas pumps. Hey, this is Jennings' place. I recognize a plane. Yeah, just lights up to see things outside. So the Green Hornet brought us here. Guess he figured we'd still be unconscious when Zelly came around to do a job on the place. We'd have been done for. <laughs> yeah, and we figured wrong. That gas he used wasn't as strong as he thought. We'll just walk off when Zelly shows up, and nobody the wiser. Hey, there's somebody coming now. See him? Through the window. Huh? Not Zelly. Come on. We're going outside medium. What the... What's that? Take it easy, Zelly. It's me and Kruger. I didn't expect you down here, boss. What's the matter? Checking up on me? Ah, we know you can handle it, Zelly. But the Green Hornet, he brought us the here. The Hornet? He tried a little scheme to take care of me and Kruger. Only he slipped up, see? Now let's get busy. You got the bomb? Right here, boss. Okay. We'll set it down right here next to the gas tank. Now give me a match for this fuse. We'll take care of it. What's the devil? Jennings, you saved us the trouble. 
Put cuffs on him. Okay, Doyle. Listen, officer, it's a mistake. I wasn't supposed to be here. Tell it to the judge, Kruger. Don't listen to him. He's in as deep as me. I tell you, the Green Hornet brought me and Slagle here. Sure he did, and a good job, too. The Green Hornet? Is that why you got the tip, Jennings? Yeah, and it worked smooth as clockwork. That's the Green Hornet for that. So the Green Hornet's responsible for this, eh? Well, that's the first good thing he ever did. Listen, Sergeant, the Green Hornet... Okay, see? No matter what people say, he's one guy I'm going to believe in from now on. Slip. 
Take it on the lamb. I got the car waiting downstairs. Forget it, Dutch. You ain't got a chance. Why not? You'll get a 20-year sentence if you think. I said I'm staying, Sheila. Don't be yourself, Stefani. Me blow out of town because of Grayson, nothing doing. I got a nice racket and I'm keeping it, see? You can't run it from behind prison bars. That's right, boy. Who said anything about me going to the gal? Well, where else are you heading with Grayson judges? Now, get this straight, you two. This ain't no surprise to me. Huh? I knew Grayson was going to be the judge a week ago. You mean to tell me And what's you... more, I ain't worried. You got this case fixed. Oh, Flip, who you kidding? Grayson's got a secretary, ain't he? Of course he has. That secretary is appointed through politics. Everybody knows that. Even a judge has got to hand out something to his party if he wants to get his job. Correct, Dutch. When a judge wants to get nominated, he has to make certain concessions to the political party. It don't mean nothing, though. They only do it because they got it. Grayson don't have much use for his secretary. Grayson don't, but we do. What do you mean, Slip? When my trial comes up, that guy's going to be working for me. And when he gets through fixing things up, well, Judge Grayson's going to have that jury on my side. <laughs> it's in the bag. All wrapped up and ready to deliver. Picture in my face, it's still damned. Sure, I just pulled it out of the hypo. It's 
The candid sort of Judge Grayson. I took it when he was talking to Lowry. The judge didn't even know Clicker was snapping it. Did you get anything from him about the Stefani trial? Well, you know, Casey, since he's going to conduct it, he couldn't very well give an opinion beforehand. But look at this picture. Get that expression on his face. Mm-hmm. He looks like bad news for Stefani, doesn't he? He was careful about his words, Casey, but he didn't think anyone would be catching his facial expression. And that's what makes it a story. You know what the Chinese say. In this case, yes. You mean the one about one picture being worth a thousand words? Yeah, now that that's cleared up, how about it, Casey? Where's the boss? Mr. Reed's at the ball game. Again? Well, talking about me, Larry? Oh, hello, Mr. Reed. How was the ball game? I left after the fifth inning. The score is so lopsided, it got dull. Mr. Reed, Lowry couldn't get a definite statement from Judge Grayson. Judge Grayson? About what? The Stefani trial, Mr. Reed. He's going to preside. Oh, that. Well, if he won't talk, he won't talk. You can't expect it long as he's going to be the judge. I took such a swell picture of him, too. Look, Mr. Reed. Oh, it's not bad. Not bad? It's perfect. Yeah, but what good does it do without a story? All the judge would say was that he'd conduct this trial as he has all the others in the past. Not very definite, is it? It's about as definite as a dictator's promise. Finnegan thought maybe if we use the picture and the statement, that might make a story. The expression on his face is so strong that... Did the judge give you permission to snap this quicker? I, uh, no, not exactly, Mr. Reed. Then the sentinel has no right to use it. All right, Miss Benny. Hey, Mr. Reed, you tore off my photo. We can use no picture for judge without his authorization. There goes our story. Without a picture, it's not worth a stick of type. Oh, we have a picture, Lowry. Huh? But you just... There are plenty of pictures of Judge Grayson. They're filed. Look through them, Miss Benny. I'm sure you'll find one that's every bit as strong as this one. We can do that without getting into trouble. trial of Slip Stefani was scheduled to start, two men called on Judge Grayson late in the evening. Good evening, Judge. Crazy, what are you doing here? Who's just with you? You know Mr. Schiller, Judge. He's Stefani's lawyer. Can I see you for a few minutes, Judge? It's about the trial. if you're here to discuss Stefani's trial, the answer is no. You should know better than that. It's, uh, it's about something else, Judge Grayson. Another matter entirely. Hmm. In that case, come in. We'll go into my study. I have a few minutes to spare. And here we are. Now, what is it, Schiller? Creevy, close the door. Judge, you're going to fix things so Stefani goes free. Why, how dare you discuss that? You'd better do as he says, Judge. I never had much use for you, Creevy. You're my secretary only because I was obliged to take you. Now get out, both of you. Hold on, Jason. I'll have you put out. You're not calling the police or anyone, Jason. First, we talk about Stefani. I'll have you disbarred. No, you won't. And you're not withdrawing from this case. You're the judge. Understand? Schiller, I warn you. You decide in Stefani's favor, or I'll have you thrown off the bench. Do you know what you're saying? Every word, Judge. It's ridiculous. Here. Look at these checks made out to cash. Why should they concern me? Look at the endorsement on the back. But I don't see... They're endorsed over to you, Judge Grayson. And notice who signed them. Endorsed over to me. But Hanford and Young, these are their checks. You tried them both and freed them. Of course. The evidence was on their side. Sure. But Hanford and Young are both dead now. From these checks, it looks as if they bribed you to let them go. Where did these checks come from? I never saw them before. I'm your secretary, Judge. I took those checks and had them deposited to your bank account. If necessary, Creevy will swear that you knew all about them. It'll mean you're finished as a judge. Disgrace to you and your family. I, but it's impossible. Both Hanford and Young are dead. 
checks are evidence enough. Schiller, all this will do you no good. I'm only the judge. It's the jury that will settle Stefani's fate. You can do plenty, Grayson. You can fix it so that jury never has a chance to go to the jury room. Impossible. Pick on something the district attorney says. Declare a mistrial. That will only delay things. There'll be another trial. Don't worry. By that time, Stefani can take care of the witnesses so there won't be another trial. Besides, there's lots of ways for a smart judge like you who knows all the tricks of law. Influence that jury if you have to. Call a mistrial. Anything. I refuse to be a party to tampering with justice. You're on a spot, judge. Remember your wife. She's not well. If you're impeached, the scandal will kill her. Yes, Emily. Her heart. Twenty years on the bench and now this. The great Judge Grayson. They won't suspect a thing. <laughs> we'll see you in court tomorrow, Judge. Keep your mind on one thing. That uh, weak heart your wife has. Stefani goes free or else.
notorious racketeer was brought to trial, the public believed he would at last be found guilty of his crimes. But the racketeer had brought pressure to bear on the judge in his case. He and the judge's crooked secretary had framed the judge so that he was forced to free the racketeer or be disgraced. When the trial was halted for the judge's decision, Britt Reed assumed his role of the Green Hornet to carry out the ends of true justice. It's nothing. Now, won't you please leave me? I have work to do. All right, John. I'm sorry to be so abrupt, but I'm going to decide on this motion for this trial tonight. Your secretary, Creevy, is outside. Do you want him? Creevy? No, I don't. John, you won't do anything that isn't right, will you? Of course not. I'm only doing my duty as a judge. I just wanted to be sure. Good night, dear. I could free Stefani right now so easily. And yet, I know it isn't right. Then why are you doing it? What? Who? Who are you? If you free that racket your generation, you won't be worthy of the position you hold. You're wearing a mask. How did you get in here? Through the French door? If your motive is burglary, I will. I'm not a burglar. Then why are you here? Grayson, have you ever heard of the Green Hornet? The Green Hornet? You're the Green Hornet? Precisely. What does that name mean to you? Everything that's crooked. You're wanted for every crime up to murder. Yeah, I've never committed murder. Don't lie to that all, Grayson. The Green Hornet has never committed any crime. Unless you call bringing criminals to justice a crime. The law takes care of criminals. Sometimes there are criminals who evade the law. And that's when the Green Hornet steps in. And that's why I'm here now. Stefani sent you here, didn't he? Whatever... Uh, perhaps you're right, Judge. Maybe Stefani did send me here. He's not content to hold those checks over my head as a threat. He sends you here in addition. What checks are you talking about? Don't pretend you don't know. Unless I grant Stefani a mistrial, those checks will be his means of having me disgraced. I'll be turned out of my position as judge. I'm beginning to understand. Blackmail, eh? Worse than blackmail. Those checks will convict me of accepting bribes, even though I never did. You're uh, entirely innocent of such a thing, is that it? Of course I am. Get Creevy and Stefani between them. But why repeat all this? If you're in with Stefani, you're familiar with his scheme already. Who has those checks? Is it Stefani? Paul is Answer me, who has those checks? My secretary, Creevy. If he carried them with him, I'd be tempted to use force to get them back. I see. He has them hidden someplace. His apartment, possibly. I presume you realize, Grace, that it's your sworn duty to uphold the law regardless of any personal consequences that may follow? I'm powerless to do anything. My wife is not well. Any disgrace may be fatal to her. There's only one way to prove yourself an honest judge. Why are you talking this way? You said Stefani sent you. It was you who said that, Judge Grayson. Not I. I'm here to aid justice. You and Stefani can't trick me, Hornet. I know very well you're here for one reason. To make certain that I carry out Stefani's wishes. Judge Grayson, I just came in to find out... Let me out of my way, Grayson. The green hornet. Let me go, Grayson. No, you can't go after me. Why not? Isn't that crazy, your secretary? Please, if you go out there, my wife will see you. She has a weak heart. It might cause serious complications. In that case, Grayson, I'll follow crazy another way. Through the French door, the same way I came in. Thank heavens you didn't go out. But remember one thing, Grayson. Don't call the police. I won't. And whatever happens, keep this in mind. Nothing is going to halt the funny trial, not even you. If guilt or innocence is a matter for the jury to decide... I'm going to make certain the jury has that chance.
this time of night, Creevy. Thought you were over at the judge's home. I just came from there, Stefani. Something happened. You mean Grayson's going to let me out? No, it ain't that. Listen, Stefani. I walked into Grayson's study without knocking, understand? Sure, sure. <laughs> they bothered to be polite to him when we got him on the spot, huh? There's <laughs> nothing to laugh about. You know who was there? How could I? The Green Hornet. What? The Green Hornet? In with Grayson? I recognize him. That mask he wears, just like the pictures in the paper. Did he get you? No, he started for me, but I slammed the door. I came over here as fast as I could. The Hornet's in on this. We better watch out. That guy's dynamite. You are not telling me anything new. He might blast our scheme wide open. But I can't figure it, Stefani. Who's he working for? All I know is he ain't working for us. We gotta do something, Creevy. Fast. That's why I came here. Did you bring them checks? Oh, don't worry about them, Stefani. They're safe in my apartment. Yes, what do you mean, safe? As long as that Hornet's around, nothing's safe. Yes. Yes, you're all right. What shall I do? Get over to your place and bring the checks back here. Okay. I'll call Sharon and have him start putting more pressure on Judge Grayson. We gotta have Grayson set me free in a hurry before something goes haywire. Once Grayson declares that mistrial, you're all set, Stefani. Never mind that talk. Get moving. For all we know, the Hornet may be at your place right now. Creevy to Stefani's place in the Black Beauty, Britt Reed stayed only long enough to watch Creevy enter. Then he spun the wheel and headed for the secretary's apartment, arriving there before Creevy. He picked up the telephone. Who are you calling, Mr. Beth? I'm calling the police, Tito. I want to get some news to them before Creevy arrives. Meanwhile, you get busy and give this apartment the appearance of having been burglarized. Pull out drawers, upset things. Yes, Hello, police department. I got a little tip for you. Slip Stefani's going to try to jump bail tonight. Never mind who's calling. Watch the fun. He's planning to run out on his trial. Time enough for me to act before the police face this phone. Is this the funny? Well, the doesn't know it yet, Cato, but he'll try to run away very soon. As soon as he learns that we have those checks. Shall I look for them, Smith? Oh, we won't look for the checks, Cato. We'll let Creepy locate them for us. They're the first things you'll look for when he sees how upset his place is. Now put out the lights and we'll wait for him to arrive. the drapes in Creevy's apartment. Then a short time later... Quiet, Cato. Someone's coming in. Gotta find those checks before anybody gets at them. Why's that light switch? Uh, what the devil? The price is in a mess. The green one must have been here already. If he found those checks, the game's up. Look in the drawer. I kept them. Why, well, they're here. The checks, just like I left them. I guess the Green Hornet didn't have anything to do with this. I know where those checks, Creevy. The Green Hornet? That's exactly right. You recognize me in Judge Grayson's study. What are you working for, Hornet? For justice, Creevy, but you wouldn't understand that. You can't talk to me that way. I'm Judge Grayson's secretary. You're a crook, Creevy. You're working for Stefani. But this is one time you won't get away with your little plan. How do you know about it? Never mind that. Are you giving me those checks? You want them, Hornet? Try and Tell Mr. Creevy, your aim was bad. You can't get... Surrender those checks without any fuss. No checks. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, they're made out the cash deposited in Judge Grayson's account. Well, there's no doubt that if these were made public, it would mean the end of Grayson's career. That mustn't happen. That's up to Grayson himself. If he can't decide to do the right thing, regardless of consequences, he doesn't deserve to be a judge. I will keep these checks handy. I see. We'll see Grayson presently. First, I'll call Stefani and let him know what's happened. 
He's expecting a call from Creevy, so he may be a little surprised when he finds out who it is. Hello? Stefani? This isn't crazy, but I'm calling from his place. Why don't Creevy call? Put him on the phone. That's impossible. You see, I just had to give Creevy a shot of gas to get uh, certain bits of paper from him. Creevy's been gassed. Hey, who is this? Who's talking? This is the Green Hornet. Oh, you kids. What's more, I have those checks. The game's up to funny or finished. No, listen, Hornet. I'll pay you for them checks. I'll pay you plenty. Better start running, Stefani. There's a long stretch in jail waiting for you if you don't. <laughs> He'll start running, all right. Directly into the hands of the police. He'll make sure he doesn't get away from his own trial. Yes, sir. I'll be interested to learn how Judge Grayson acts when he finds that Stefani has attempted to skip out. <laughs> Stefani's attempt to jump his bail reached the ears of the reporters. They immediately rushed to Judge Grayson's home and clamored for a statement. Stefani got mad at the cops trying to get away. How about a statement from the judge, Mrs. Grayson? Will this make any difference? A motion for a mistrial? Here's Judge Grayson now. Emily, what are these reporters doing here at this time of night? Judge, Stefani was just caught trying to leave town. Does that mean he has inside information? The only reason he'd leave would be if you decided to continue the trial. Is that it, Judge? I cannot give my decision on that until court opens tomorrow morning. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to my study. But, Judge, Mrs. Grayson will show you out. Good night. We'd better be in court tomorrow, Larry. You said it, Clicker. You'll have to leave, all of you. Come on, Clicker, let's go. I can't understand it. Why should Stefani do a thing like this when he's sure of his release? Perhaps he isn't sure. What? You? You've come back again. What is it this time? I've been waiting here in your study, Judge, while those reporters were outside trying to interview you. Is this more of Stefani's work? I don't know what you mean. He isn't fool enough to try to jump bail while he has those checks. Suppose the checks were gone. Suppose they weren't in his possession any longer. But that's ridiculous. Is it? Look here. If Stefani thinks he has me in the palm of his hand completely enough for a farce like this, he's mistaken. He's gone too far. What are you going to do about it? You weren't pointing that gun at me. My gun is used only for my own protection. I can't afford to be captured. I can well believe that. You haven't answered my question yet. How about Stefani? Does his trial go on? If it's any of your business, Stefani's trial will go on. Even if it means your disgrace? Do you see this envelope on my desk? Yes. That envelope contains my resignation. I wrote it an hour ago, before I knew Stefani was going to run out. Why? Because I decided that Stefani's case would go on. After that, I shall resign. This envelope contains my statement. Open it up. Why should I? And if you won't, I'll open it for you. Look inside. Why, that's not my resignation. It looks like... These are the canceled checks. The ones Stefani threatened to use against me. Where did they come from? I put them there. You? I came here to make certain Stefani's trial would go on. You read my resignation while you were outside with the reporters. That resignation was proof that you intended doing the honest thing, Judge Grayson. Proof that you refuse to aid lawbreakers. I always shall, no matter what the consequences. And that's why I removed that resignation, Judge Grayson. There's no longer any need for you to resign. I don't know what to say. How to thank you. Burn those checks, Grayson, and you'll have nothing to fear. As for thanking me, I'll... I'll have all the thanks I need when Stefani gets what's coming to him. He will. The jury will see to that. Uh...
can't bring action for that. But this is after bringing an investigation. I see it was the financial editor of the Sentinel who uncovered this missing amount. Hmm. Fraser, you took that money. How can you be so calm? Yes, yes, I've got to do something. But what? If this should be followed up, it would eventually lead straight to you. Prentice, you're too excited. Is that headline staring you in the face? How can you be so, so calm? I'll tell you, my dear. You and I and several others are the only ones who know I took that money from the sales tax fund. But, Mr. Fraser... Others may suspect, but that's all. Uh, would you mind uh, the door? Oh. But, Mr. Fraser, if you're called to account Prentice. for this... That's better. I understand this. The collection of the state sales tax is a very widespread job. It goes through thousands of hands before I get my hands on it. Any investigation would have to follow the same course. That would take time, you see. Quite a good deal of time. So, I'm going to call for an investigation myself. You what? Yes, I think that's the thing to do. But your bank accounts, they show clearly... When the time it... comes, my bank accounts will show nothing. Oh, by the way, what's the name of that financial editor of the Sentinel? It's, uh, it's right there. Let me see. Uh, Potter. Yes, Potter. That's it. I'll uh, have to take care of Mr. Potter. How? And uh, then there's Scanlon. I ought to take care of Scanlon, too. Scanlon is one of your top assistants. He's uh, too ambitious, don't you think? Much too ambitious. And so honest, it's a shame. Scanlon and Potter. Two birds with one stone. Frazier, what have you got up your sleeve? Get in touch with Scar, Prentice. Tell him... That Hoodlums? Hoodlums, come in handy, Prentice. Tell him to be here tonight. The back way. Where are you going? I'm going to start an investigation, Prentice, that will end up with Potter dead, Scanlon behind bars, and... And what about you? Why, <laughs> I'll be in the clear, Prentice. Absolutely in the clear. <laughs> Publisher's office, Miss Case. Oh, yes, Sally. Mr. Reed's here. He. Who wants to see him? Well, good grief, just a second. What's trouble, Casey? Who is it, Miss Case? Mr. Reed is. Well, it's Fraser out in the reception room. Fraser? Holy cats, Reed. Here comes a libel suit. That's story. Oh, Miss Case. No, Reed, don't do it. Duck out of sight. We'll get rid of him. Why do that? But, Mr. Uh, Reed. you heard me, Miss Case. Okay, it's your funeral. Have him come in, Sally. Reed, I know that politician. You let yourself in for something. He'll come up here raising the roof. That's a solid roof, Dunnigan. He blasted off. The door. Mr. Reed. Well, come in, Fraser. Nick is a lander. Well, I don't... Reed, that was a fine story you had in the Sentinel today. I appreciate it. <laughs> Something wrong with your secretary? Anything wrong with you? No, no, I, I just, uh... I'm getting out of here. Uh, leave the door open, Casey. Me too. Well, what brought that on? A shock, Frazier. You, you see, we rather expected you to be burnt up about that story. <laughs> Just the opposite, Reed. That story is the cause of an investigation in my department. You mean you're starting an investigation? Yes. On your own hook? I am. You're not afraid of it, huh? Reed, it's apparent that money is missing from the sales tax collection. Yeah, it's apparent now. Yes, I admit I should have seen it before, but, well, I couldn't believe my suspicions of Scanlon. Scanlon? One of my best men. Confidentially, Reed, I think he's the guilty one. Cameron, huh? You know, I, I thought it was you. Me? <laughs> and I still think so. You're not trying to set this Scanlon fellow up as a scapegoat, are you? Of course not. 
I know the Sentinel hasn't been especially friendly toward me. That's an understatement, Fred. We've done all we can to expose you. However, let's see what the investigation brings out. Shall we? Frazier so confident. Are you worried, Mr. I thought that story would knock the props out from under Frazier. But he welcomed that investigation. Took the lead in starting it. Did not get it? Kater, if Frazier didn't take that money, I'll eat a complete edition of the Sentinel with printer's ink as a source. I'm positive. Dark outside, Mr. Pitt. Yes, it is, Kater. Very dark. Dark enough for us to go out as the Green Hornet. Yet, what are we looking for? Why did Frazier mention Miss Cameron? What? He got up his sleeve. Okay, Fraser, you stand for me. What do you got? Take this gun, Scar. It won't be traced. Who do I use, then? A man named Potter. This is the best. Potter. Now get this. All of it. I don't want to repeat Scanlon, one of my assistants, is calling on Potter tonight. He has an envelope. He doesn't know it, but that envelope contains $20,000. It'll appear that Scanlon is going to see Potter either to bribe him or to kill him for digging up this sales tax investigation. What, what? You will use the gun to kill Potter and leave it there. So it'll appear that Scanlon committed murder. I want Scanlon to take the rap for the missing money. And this will do it very nicely. It'll be up to you to see that Potter is dead and the gun is linked with Scanlon as he leaves Potter's house. You don't have to worry none, Potter. Ron is watching the back of your house, and I'm here with you to take care of the front. Well, you needn't keep repeating it, Axford. If Fraser tried to get even with you, we're going to see that he don't. Why should he? He's starting the investigation, isn't he? Oh, you never can tell about that, Crook. He figures he's planning something phony. And I got the theory. I'm not interested. You don't want to hear it? No. Oh, you look awful pale, Potter. You ain't going to pull another faint like you didn't read off Oh, that, that was nothing. I, I'm subject to fainting spells. I wasn't afraid at all. Uh, the way Gunnigan was rubbing his hand. <laughs> I bet he almost wishes something did happen to you. Please. Then he could put it in the sentinel. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Look it. Yeah, it's your doorbell. I can see it from here. There's a guy out there. Come on, I'm going. No. You stay here. No, Potter Reed said I was... I'm not afraid at all. Now you stay here. I insist. Okay, if you're going to be stubborn... I'll be watching. Hiya. Uh, I'll see if we're here. Can you see the man at Potter's door, Kido? He just rang the doorbell. I see. Mm-hmm. Coming here in the black duty wasn't such a bad idea after all, was it? I don't know who Potter's caller is, but that's what should be able to have. Who's there? What? No. Can you see no. Oh, it's another man. Cato, he's got a gun. I could have flashed the barrel. I don't know what he's up to, but I'm going to find out. Mr. Bear. Mr. Potter? Uh, yes. What do you want? I have an envelope for you, Mr. Potter. That's a bucket. Uh, I can't uh, miss. An envelope? Uh, for you. So, please, over Scanlon's shoulder. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, I'm going to rub that. 
a shot. Great God, what? Good Lord, I, I, I could have sworn I heard a struggle from back here. But there's no one. Gun. Hang on the ground. Why, well, it's that car. Whoever fired this gun was in that car. Harper, what happened? Oh, there you are. No, you don't. Well, I got you. And with the gun right in your hand. It wasn't me. I didn't. Harper's lying on the doorstep, you rat. Just like when he fainted in Reed's office. Only this time, it ain't no faint. I tell you, if it's murder, you're going to pay for it. Plenty. Golly, and it was me that let him answer the door. You ought to have your head examined. You were told a guard Potter. Oh, go easy, Alan Gunnigan. He feels badly enough about it now. Why, that bullet only missed by a whisker, Casey. You don't have to tell me, Gunnigan. Gunnigan, when I heard the shot, the seen Potter lying on the ground, I... I fainted. Sure you fainted, Potter. But holy crow, I thought you was dead. Well, at least you got the man at Yeah, Casey, he's behind the bars right now. Oh, Gunnigan. Yeah, Reed. Great work on that yarn last night. It was a close call for you, Potter, wasn't it? I shudder when I think of it, Mr. Reed. Gunnigan, I want you to go easy on Scanlon in the future edition. Go easy? Reed, the guy's a killer. Well, I'm not so sure. Does he seem like a killer to you, Potter? Well, I, I don't think so. I, I thought I heard a commotion behind him. And that shot, I, I'm not sure it was Scanlon who fired it. Ah, Potty, you're nuts. Golly, didn't I find him with the gun in his fist? He had an envelope with it, Mr. Reed, with 20,000 bills in it. And just what does that prove, Miss Kay? Well, Scanlon knew the investigation would expose him. Yeah, it's a sense to figure, Reed. Scanlon was going to bribe Potter to lay off any more articles on the missing money. When Potter wouldn't buy him, Scanlon tried to plug him. Simple as ABC. Is it? How about it, Potter? Did Scanlon mention anything like that? No, Mr. Reed. He didn't mention a bribe. I was going to why should Scanlon bribe Potter? The damage was already done. It was too late. Well, maybe he was too excited to think clearly. You ask me, someone sent Scanlon over there. That's what Scanlon claimed, Reed. He kept saying Frazier sent him. But Frazier says no. You ask me. Scanlon's in jail, and that's where he belongs. Getting in, speaking. Hey, hey, Gunnigan. Get out for this. Larry, Reed. Let me take it, Gunnigan. Are you at the jail, Larry? Yeah, that's right, boss. I got this. They found over 30,000 bucks in Scanlon's bank account, and he can't explain where he got it. 30,000? But there should be more than 200,000 missing. Uh, 240,800. Potter, what do you stop them exact figures? You're driving us back. Well, we should be exact. Never mind, Well, Larry, what about it? Where is the missing money? Well, he's got the rest of it someplace else, or, well, he's stuck in the market. No matter how you look at it, Scanlon is guilty. Scanlon guilty? Well, it looks that way. It is that way, Reed. You can't ask me to go easy on Scanlon now. It's a clear-cut case. There it is, kiddo. All down in black and white on the front page of the sun. Scanlon's been framed, and you and I are the only outsiders to know it. Yes, he's dead. If we hadn't gone to Potter's home, Potter would be dead now. And Scanlon would be even worse off. It was. I barely had time enough to deflect Scar's aim as he fired. The newspaper says Scanlon had the money. Well, what of it? Fraser could easily put that 30000 in Scanlon's bank account. 
Just as easily as he planned the rest. That is true. Where is Scar now, Cato? So we're fucking near Liverpool. Yeah, sure he's still tired? Oh, yes. Fine. You check the black beauty. Got the gas weapon and the haunted mask. It's time for us to move out. Cato. Take the wheel, Cato. Let's see how soon you can get us to the old factory. I want to have a talk with Scar about his boss. and got mine away from parties. If Branch has changed his plans, why didn't he tell me before it was too late? I might have been there by the cops. The excitement covered it, Scar. Who are you? You ain't working for Frazier. Light a match. He wants to know who we are. Scar is up in gag. When Frazier learns about this, you're wearing a mask, ain't you? I always do, Scar. Uh, you can't scare me with that phony stuff. So hold it. right there. So, 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 I ain't moving I know it was the hornet. I, I wouldn't have been so flint. What do you know about Frazier? Me? He hired you to do a job on Potter, didn't he? Yes, and I've done. I've seen Potter go down. You? What's that? Sure. You tried to stop me, but it didn't work. I plugged him first. Well, my... Was the little guy going to say something? No, Scott. Nothing important. It's just that Frazier... Huh? What about Frazier? You haven't seen the papers, have you? How could I see him? I've been tied up here. What about the papers? Ah, uh, nothing. Come on, come on, give. There's a sounding phone. Come on, I can feel it. You're a fool to trust Frazier, Scar. Trust him? Tell me here. You tell me what you know about Frazier, and I might explain. Listen, all that something's going on. That guy, that, that Frazier, if he's a red on me, I... Is that it? Did he write? Why don't you answer me? Did the cops know I've done the killing? Have you seen any... Nothing, huh? Well, keep trying. Betcha. Yes, he's been all over town. No trace of Scar. Nobody's seen him since last night. The fool shot and missed and then he ran. I don't like it, Mr. Fraser. Can't say that I do either. Why should Scar stay away? Perhaps he got scared. After all, I sent him to bump off Potter, and he didn't do it. He had some money coming, didn't he? For missing his target? I don't pay for mistakes, Prentice. Scar knows that. Who must have seen the papers? By now I must know that even with Potter alive, Scanlon's in jail for a murder attempt. That the entire press is calling Scanlon guilty of stealing the tax money, not me. 
Even a lame brain like Scar can read that. Is it as simple as that? Why, they're even calling off the investigation and concentrating on scanning. Doesn't that prove it, Prentice? Well... And I have the money, the rest of it. Ten bank books, all under different names. So far, the police have 50000 Well, I had to give that up to make it look as if Scanlon was the one. And it was worth it. But sorry... Yes, yes, I know. Everything appears to be smooth as silk. But I'd feel a lot better if I knew where Scar was right now. You know quite a lot about him, don't you, Sky? Well, he'll quit. Quit the base enemy. What's the bring All right, Sky. <laughs> Suppose someone saw you last night. Someone? Huh? When you fired at party. Potter's dead. But what about Scanlon? But it was a dark... Scanlon? You see? What would Frazier do if Scanlon claimed that you fired that shot? You mean that the cops... They, they look for me now? You mean a phrase that didn't come to me? There's quite a story in the papers. Well, I, I threw for the gun. Scanlon must have picked it up. If he had time to pick it up, Sky. You mean no fingerprint? Scanlon, he didn't grab the gun? I left the There was a man inside the house. He came out when he heard the shot. I, I don't need to know that, Graham. Just the guy inside to come out too fast. It's in the gun. Scanlon never had a chance to touch it. But I don't even know fingerprints. That worked good. I didn't need fingerprints. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. The scandal in me. So afraid to figure time in the soup, huh? So it's cutting me loose, huh? <laughs> you think it's funny? Huh? <laughs> yeah, sure it's funny, honey. This is what I know about the Frazier. He's got to protect me. If the cops are dragging me in for that murder, I just... I didn't it. say Frazier wants the cops to get you, Scott. You better not... Be... What do you mean? Come along to the door. I want to show you something. No, no, I don't want... <laughs> Open the door. Okay. Take a look, Sky. There's a little more light here. You, you hold a gun. Honest. Finish it, Sky. For me, Amy. For me. Frazier doesn't have to protect you, Sky. No, no. I'd rather go to the cops. I'm sure you'd rather go to the police. If you got the chance. Fraser, I used to rub me out. I spill all I know to you, and you'll be the sense to rub me out. Take a deep breath, Scarlet. Enjoy the fresh air while you can, and take a good look outside. It's your last. That's your car parked right across the street. You won't drive it anymore, Scar. You want no to have a chance. chance to let me go. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Nobody's getting me. Look at him run, Cato, like a scared rabbit. He's caught. No, no, let him go. But he... Don't you get it, Cato. I want him to get away because I know just what he's going to do. You did it. I tell you, Sergeant, I didn't do it. I didn't. I never took a penny of that tax money in my life. What about the dough you had in your bank account? What about taking the shot at Potter? I was there, I seen you. I didn't do any of those things. None of them. Fraser sent me over there with that envelope. Fraser says he didn't. And that gun. I didn't have a gun. I never saw it. Ah, golly, Moran, you ain't getting no place. Okay, Flattery. Take him back to his cell. This way, Scanlon. Uh, Scanlon only tell us where the rest of that door is, that's where that... What's the difference, Moran? He's guilty. He's got to be. Yeah, but it ain't a clean case. Silver snakes, what more do you want? So he spent the rest of the door. 
You think he's going to get out of it, do you? Oh, he'll get convicted, all right. But I wish we could wrap up the loose ends. It's always easier when they confess. Save the state a lot of bucks. Ah, you cops. You want everything on a silver platter. Golly, I catch you a crook and you ain't even great. Ah, yeah, I'm grateful. What do you want me to do? Buy you... Holy cow, what's that? It's outside, in the front. Come on. Go ahead, put him in the place. That's what I'm saying. Tell him. Francis Hoodlum. Right, the Hoodlum busts in here. Oh, baby, it's Scott. I'm going to give him my safe box. Right, you, father. But I tell you, Francis, give me the, the orders. He's calling me to pop the fire off. He's the guy working the frame on the scale. Holy cow. Now, now, Francis, try to rob me after me. Just so you don't have nothing to worry about. Well, the way you said it to me, father. Come on and grab a face. He's got a bank of books. He's into the sandwich. Oh, you, you only give me the chair, but that's not up to me, Scar. Oh, okay, okay, I'll take it to stand. Better than a stump in a slug, Andy. Get the Fraser, he's the guy. We'll get him, all right, Scar. We'll have him here in 15 minutes. Lottery, pick up Fraser. I don't care how you do it, but get him. Okay, Scar. You'll be here. And while we're waiting, we'll take all this down, Scar. Yeah, yeah, sure, a confession. I stand. I'll learn the Fraser to rest on me. I'll give you an alpha to fling the book at him. <laughs> Yes, I can see that. Your confession ties me down tight. And the bank books are found. We got you dead to life, Fraser. You stole that tax bill yourself and fixed to put the blame on Stanton. And the whole thing blows up right in your mug. Don't rub it in. But I don't understand why you did it, Scott. Because you put the green horn at me. You hired him to rub me out, so you'll be extra safe. The horn? You're mad, Scott. I never hired the horn. You're going to rub me out following your orders. I knew he could up with me sometime. That's why I give him myself up. I'd rather take my chances for doing that job on part of them by ducking at the hornet. You don't know it, Scar, but that's funny. And what's funny about it? You killed Potter? That's what you think? Huh? What are you staring at me for, Grace? Oh, hey, Reed, you brought him, huh? Yes, I could. I uh, happened to stop at his house when the police were, so I came along. I, um, I got your message, Sergeant. You, uh, you wanted me? What? Take a good look, Scar. What's that came with that spot? The guy I shot. Haven't you seen the newspapers? You missed him. No, no, I seen Paul. Well, I, uh, I think it. Fainted. Fainted? Now you see what you've done, you idiot. Everything was fixed. Scan was framed perfectly. And you let the green hornet fool you into spilling everything. Everything! Well, Fraser, whoever the hornet is, or whatever his reasons, this is one time he's done the state a favor. He's put you behind bars. <laughs> Hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.